Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Never Open podcast, the podcast open to everyone. I don't have any uh, exceptions or exclusions this week because I forgot again. But uh, this is Never Realm 3, or Never Realm 3, can cats, uh, can animals enjoy music? That's what I'm calling it. Because <laughs> I asked this stupid question, this is... <laughs> to my sister the other night because she's a vegan and for some reason I, I translate vegan to mean animal expert and these are some of the questions I wanted to ask. Can animals dance? No. Uh, can they enjoy music? Yes. And uh, I, yeah, so uh, that was her in-depth answer to my thing followed by Are You Stoned? Which was uh, a resounding maybe. <laughs> but never mind all that i am your host luke and with me as always is my amazing co-host mr andy say hello mr andy hello mr andy hello luke and hello to all dancing animals out there i know you're out there and i don't care if it doesn't believe in you but i do believe in you and um my sister doesn't believe in you i oh, wanted she to does. believe i wanted I, to believe I, I was fox Mulder in this situation and I she mean, was shutting it down well, that's uh, that's awkward, you know. Um, I wonder who the smoking man is in this situation. It isn't me oh, yet, but may that's maybe me too. here. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so Luke, you know, we had this episode planned, and we were going to do some goofy stuff, and we are guaranteed to do some goofy stuff, no doubt about it. But mm. we woke up. I woke up. It was the evening for you, but some weird shit happened today, and we were like, "Wow, well, that kind of." It didn't quite scrap the whole show, but this is going to be New Japan heavy because we had some news, right? Yeah. You know, uh, so uh, some actual news. Uh, one of those news, newses, uh, <laughs> <laughs> is, holy shit, strap in, motherfucker, we're going on. Yeah. All right, so, uh, is, uh, well, New Japan's back this Saturday. Yeah, yo. It's good. Yeah, there's no Jay White, unfortunately. Which makes me sob, but uh, oh, but you told me you told me about this huge matchup. That's what you're about to talk about, right? All right, yes, it's uh, Yoda Suji, and you're like, oh yeah, cool, versus Yoshihashi, and um, yeah. okay, that's the big news of the day. We I woke up to that. I was like, holy shit, you got to be kidding me! Two you know titans of the industry clashing finally, you know, <laughs> occurred yeah. at all. <laughs> and you got to think like in Yoshihashi's long career. He's only ever had one more title than Yoda Suji. <laughs> he's still got it, though, at least. <laughs> yeah, man. He's been a champ for triple figures over, over 100 days. It's probably over 200 days now, but yeah, let that sink in. Okay. Yeah. It sunk. It sunk. <laughs> By the way, that also means. Uh, that Goto's also been a champ for over 200 days. So. Uh, oh my God, what a joke! You know how how many of these talentless ha talentless hacks out there and in independents on the major promotions, whatever, have had their these ridiculously long title reigns because of COVID. You can't count that unless you're a heel. Come on. Yeah. Oh wow, I'm the Rev Pro champion. <laughs> and, uh, well, not anymore probably, but. Yeah. All right. Let's get into it. It's funny, too, because um, it's not funny. It's awful news and kind of funny as well. But um, 
Yeah, we have to talk about that guy for for a few minutes. So let's do it. Apparently, that guy injured his neck at his last match. And he has to vacate the title, and he's gone back to the UK to rehabilitate and all that kind of stuff. Um, I thought he lived in Japan, and obviously they maybe not given him the medical or whatever. I don't know. Obviously. No clue. But, yeah, he's Mr. Guy. That that guy. I'm Mr. Vacated. Guy, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying to you, hey, Mr. Guy, that guy. Yes, yes, I it, am Mr. That, guy. <laughs> <laughs> is uh is no longer the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. That's correct. Um I woke up to that and like, you know, I'm torn obviously cuz I don't want anyone to get injured. I don't want mm. someone to get hurt doing the thing that we love and, you know, I it's Please. a shame um, I'd also, you know, things running through my head are, hey, why are you wrestling like a junior when you're heavyweight and things like that. And all oh, this is get what you deserve. Those are the things running through my head, but I don't want to be like that. I'm mixed, you know, and, and part of me wants to run around with my finger in the air celebrating, you know, uh, going hoo hoo hoo. But um, I'm also sad because this new title has been a complete disaster. And, you know, it started me thinking about pretty much everything New Japan has done over the past year has been a complete disaster in some, I mean, in, in varying degrees. And the only thing, the most important thing, and the only thing that matters to me is the match quality. I mean, that's the most important thing to me, and that's yeah. still there. So that'll keep me coming back. If that changes, we'll have a problem. But, I mean, if you if you start racking up the things that have kind of, you know, not gone quite right, uh, you know, the evil turn didn't quite, I don't think that quite went the way they wanted it to. You got this whole title thing. You got the you know, Sonata's run is his trying to get the title. And then in this, and I'm sure I'm missing many, many things. Uh, however, I, this is an opportunity. And obviously we're going to get into discussion about who we want to win this maybe, uh, who, you know, what they're going to do with it. And uh, what are you, what did you think right away, Luke? I mean, what was this like for you finding this information out? Uh, I had that split thought of uh, good sucks. He got injured. Uh, you know, like I, I really didn't want him to have New Japan Pro Wrestling's main title, and I'm glad he no longer has it. It's just a pity that uh, it's gone this way. I don't, I don't like people getting hurt and stuff either. I'm a big wussy teddy bear that wants everyone to be okay, except Sonata, fuck him, and Yujiro. But, <laughs> but, but they're on every show without fail because one's in LAJ and. The other one's Nichiro, and he's he's like a cockroach. He's never gonna get hurt. Not not you know. Not with I mean, his like style, no. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, I'm just um, you know, I feel confused a little bit about this because I just, I mean, I just feel bad for the company because that's blown up in their face. They'll be fine. They're a huge company. They've got all the money and the stuff and the things. But you know, I just. I don't know. This has just kind of been a big, like, wet fart, and um, it makes me wonder. I mean, like, you know, of course people were wondering, well, when was the last time, you know, the the main title in New Japan was uh, was vacated? Because the title's been vacated, which is, you know, is, is uncommon, especially in, in New Japan. Uh, it's happened many times. Uh, the well, last time the was – the first time this title's been first, vacated. Correct, yes. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for stealing my thunder, buddy. Uh, oh, but – uh, 
Yeah, because it was going to be thunderous. I, I hate that term when people say, you stole my thunder. Like, it was going to be thunderous that I was going to say that. But um, it was to, uh, the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. It was um, in 2009. It was Tanahashi that had to give it up for injury. So it doesn't happen very often that, that the titles have to be vacated. We just, the, was it another Brock thing, before that? What's that? Was it Brock Lesnar before that? He did as well, and I'm not sure if there was anything in between there. Probably not, but it, you know, that we just had to have. Uh, then we just have like the something else vacated too this year. Then tag titles or something. I can't remember. Yeah, the uh, Rapongi 3K had to re- give the tag titles up last year, right? What so the, and the junior title. Right. Yeah. There you go. See. So there's been a lot of this shit going on. It sucks. I'm sorry to hear about it. It's almost like if if I were New Japan, if New Japan was a person and it was me, I'd be like, I just give up. I give up. You know what I mean? So. Uh, they'd be like, all right, everyone, who's 100% healthy and Yoshihashi steps up? I am. No, no, no. Who else? Who's who's 98% healthy then? <laughs> yeah. Um, COVID hasn't helped uh, because you know traveling schedules and all that, and neither has injuries. And they've had some major ones where, well, you got to think, why has Yoshihashi got that title? Uh, that was vacated. Uh, I think that was vacated because of evil. Never mind. That wasn't vacated because of an injury. I'll shut up. But, um, yeah, the junior tag titles. And then you've got Hiromu, with the, who was junior champion. And now now your brand this – is, this is even worse, like because it's your brand-new title that you're trying to pimp out and build up. Not only that, you're trying to pimp uh, and build up this new faction. So as much as I don't like that guy, I liked the Empire, and I still do because I really like Jeff Cobb, Greater Khan, and Aaron Hanare, and I want them to fucking uh, kick ass and and do well. So I think uh, I think they'll at least one of them's got a program that hasn't been affected. Uh, there's a tag match on Saturday night, which uh, has Ibushi on one side and uh, Jeff Cobb on the other. So it still seems like we're getting that match, which is good. Uh, I I hope this doesn't stall uh, the other three lads in the Empire because I really like them. But uh, who knows? Yeah, like, do you think Evil will join them now? Because uh, <laughs> they need a leader for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I was, uh, I, I had a few people reach out to me today. Whenever something big in New Japan happens, I get the the texts and stuff, which I enjoy. Those they help me organize my thoughts. And one of the things that, um, you know, I was thinking about was what if Evil. Like, he's one of those guys that could win this out of nowhere. You know what I mean? And, like, that would be kind of cool to give him a second shot at that uh, because that's kind of where the conversation goes. Um, I I do want to mention something real quick, just a a quick note. Uh, uh, So since 2019, all right, I was just thinking while you're talking a little bit about every single title has been vacated at least once since October 14th, 2019. So except for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship and the IWGP um, Intercontinental Championships, which don't exist anymore. So technically they were vacated. So every single title has been vacated in the past two, two years, and that is even fucked. The, even the Never Open title? Oh, that's the only one. Okay, so not so that's the only – or was it? I'm going to look that up because the last one I was worried about was the, the United States Championship, which has been vacated. 
Let me look up the Never title, because you're, you're probably right about that. That's probably the only one, because it's the fucking best title in the world, and everybody who doesn't like it can suck it. So. Yeah, and uh, so now I'm wondering, while Mr. Andy's looking that shit up, uh, this is going to be a completely unrelated topic, but uh, who's Moxley going to wrestle next? He did mention the U.S. title. Uh, I would like Tanahashi, mostly because have you seen his like thing that he opens up to show his abs? They're United yeah. States uh, colors, and I mentioned that as soon as I saw it. I was like, holy shit, this guy's dressed like the United States champion already. And if you're Moxley, and if you don't, if you're Moxley and you don't want to wrestle Hiroshi Tanahashi, just quit. Like, because that's stupid. Who doesn't want to wrestle the ace? Like, who doesn't? That'd be amazing. So, yes. Uh, anyway, Mr. Andy, did you find the informations? No, it's really hard to, like, the, the lineage of the Never titles, not, it's not, like, listed like it should be on Wikipedia. So I'm working on that still. But, um, yeah, I'm just, uh, you know, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just kind of bummed about some of the stuff here with that. This, I don't think that. I don't think that New Japan's putting on the shows that they want to put on. Now, I have a question for you, Luke. Um, do you think that the injuries and stuff have to do with these guys wrestling more than they normally would? Because we have mentioned many times that it seems like they're putting on way more shows than they normally would. Is that – you think there's something to that? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I do. Uh, not only that, like, they're putting on more shows, and I think it's – like maybe a reason for that is because they can't get all the fans in on one show. So they have two or three shows to kind of, uh, you know, get as many people who wanted to come see him as they could. Mind you, if I was a rich arsehole, I'd just be buying all the fucking tickets to go to all shows because that, that's the kind of rich douchebag I'd be. Uh, <laughs> just follow Japan, New Japan around. But, um, yeah, they are wrestling more, uh, what I'm, I'm actually surprised it's not more kind of allied J guys, to be honest, because uh, they're, the, I don't know, man, it's just, it's just that how I perceive it. They seem like the hardest working faction in New Japan because uh, all, if, if uh, one member of LIJ is wrestling that night, they probably all are like, that's the only group I can think of that has zero days off ever. But yeah, yeah it's, it's true. I I did find it, by the way. I think you're right, and, you know, I think that has something to do with it. I, it it's weird. You know, there is this kind of weird medium between guys that work, like, once a month and guys that work, like, you know, five times a week. And usually the guys that work once a month get hurt more often than the guys that work five times a week. However, it's not always the case. It kind of depends. I, I'm kind of up in the air on that, but it just seems like Maybe the guys are trying a little harder. Maybe they're in situation. I mean, there's a fucking earthquake in the middle of a show. Remember that? So, like, they've yeah. been put in weird situations that they w wouldn't normally be in. So maybe that has something to do with it, too. Uh, remember that Young Lion debuted and then fucking broke his arm. We never heard of him again. I mean, Jesus. It's been a snake foot year, but Dude. not for the Never title. You know, the Never title, last time it was vacated, I can't tell you because it will spoil upcoming recommends. However, oh, yeah. I will say... I will say that it is not our next match. However, it's coming soon in our never open timeline of match recommends. Yes, yes, it is. And that is the only time it's been vacated. So, uh, yeah, it's weird, man. Um, for me, the positives of New Japan and 
you know outweigh the negatives even when that guy was champion there's more more stuff that i'm enjoying than not even though some of the stuff i'm enjoying by the time the match happens like the big match they're building to happens i've seen so many fucking previews that i'm just like fucking just fight now man just have it right now please for, for the love of please doki no don't go out there with dangerous stickers <laughs> just just send Kanemaru out just once, man. Please, please. No, 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 Jado. Swap with Gato for the night. Just fucking please mix, mix that shit up just a little bit. Uh, so, yeah, it does feel like there's more shows. And it's gotten to the point where it, rather than being, like, super detailed, I think we, oh, we've we we've taken a bit more of a relaxed attitude to how uh, we, we cover a lot of those shows because a lot of them seem to be... It seems like it seems relentless and inconsequential. <laughs> yeah, and and we've talked about it before. I mean, we could talk about it here just for a second. You know, we do this show because we love. We want to like. It's like the idea of like you need to. If you don't schedule things as an adult, they don't happen. You know what I mean? And so, like, if mm. I don't schedule to talk about New Japan with my friend, it's not going to happen. And so, like, you know, I think that's part of why I want to do this show is to make sure that that's part of my life and to incentivize myself to watch the, sh- you know, the show more. However, this is supposed to be fun. And if, you know, let's say COVID disappears tomorrow, just like that, uh, just like that, that orange guy you said it was going to happen. And it just disappears all of a sudden. And it's not a thing anymore. And nothing's in the way of watching wrestling. And New Japan is putting on so many shows that I'm, I'm hating New Japan. Um, that's going to change the way that I want to cover the show. And, you know, we may in the yeah. future down the road move to more of a streamlined version where we're just covering kind of the bigger things and the important stuff and not necessarily being uh match result you know orientated but i don't know we'll see what hello happens. hello everyone and welcome to the noah open podcast <laughs> maybe one day maybe one day you know so uh you know uh fucking um muda's still the champion and um he, I think he beat Marafuji recently, which is just makes me angry. <laughs> I love, yeah. I love Marafuji. He's my guy. So, well, I like Muda as well, but I watched that match he won, and it was fine. But I don't know. I would have stuck with the champ they had, but that's just me. I don't know. I always get a bit weird when I don't mean to sound ageist, but I'm gonna sound it. I always get a bit weird when someone older has the main title, because by the time you're that age, you don't really need a title unless it's like maybe you're having a tag run or something like that. I don't know. Does that sound weird? No, it makes sense. And and I've you know back when I used to watch WWE all the time, or you know many times on the indies as well. It's like, oh, this guy has the title again. Ugh. I mean, Okada, you know, how many times does that happen? And you're just like, oh, my God, again? What do you need this for? And so I, I understand where you're coming from, and that is that makes a lot of sense. It also it reeks of we don't have any stars, you know, coming up to me. Like when, whenever they put it on an older established yeah. guy, it's kind of like, okay, so this guy is his entire title reign is either to carry the company because they don't have anybody or to put some young guy over. And if it's to put some young guy over, that's awesome. That's not what happens most of the time though. So No, 
Well, I would say strap in because the Carter's not doing anything right now. Mm-hmm. And we need someone who can uh, put a bit of shine on the new title and have it for a while. You know what I would love to see? Here's what I'd like to see. Um, it's not going to happen, but it would be awesome. Is I would love for Tanahashi to win the title again. And because I mean, like, he would bring legitimacy to that title, he would make it right. And, you know, and if Shithead comes back and has to climb the ladder again to beat him a year from now, two years from now, or if he never comes back, it doesn't matter. You know, that could be a big moment. But imagine, you know, if, like, if Tanahashi has that belt. And he suddenly takes a shine to it. His best friend created this thing. And, you know, it's it's a big deal to him. And he understands now why it matters. And there's this guy that just beat Tanahashi for his never title that wants to take that championship and throw it in the garbage so that he can bring back the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Jay White versus Tanahashi. That I mean, that's, a, that's something I can get behind. Yeah. I can get behind that too because I always love that match. You know, it's funny. I, I did get tired of some of the uh, you know tag match previews we were getting recently, but there was one combination that always put a smile on my face. I don't know why. It was, well, I do know why. It was always Tanahashi and uh, Jay. Even when Jay wasn't in the matches, it was just like Tanahashi on one side and Gato on the other. <laughs> Man, that was fun stuff. I really, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I think they'll go. I think they'll choose Okada to hold the title, but I would much prefer Tanahashi because Tanahashi's around more. Yeah, and and he's so. I mean, like again, we just talked about how we don't want an old guy with the title, but Tanahashi. I know we're such hypocrites. But he'll put a guy over, you know, and so and and yeah. him having it's a different situation because that title's not established, and now this you know, injury thing is making it even less established and less valued in my opinion. Um, but you know, the, the smart money I would say is on Ibushi winning that thing back eventually. Um, probably from Okada, you know, but we'll see what happens. Maybe they'll set up a tournament. Hey Luke, it's been a while. We haven't had a tournament in a while, which is (laughs) fucking weird. So I'm ready for a tournament. I'm such a hippie. I'm such a hypocrite, dude. Because if Suzuki won that title, I would go fucking bananas. <laughs> you know, he actually tweeted today that he's gonna do it. He tweeted a picture of himself with you know with that title and was like, "I'm gonna do it." So, mind you, Muda's had multiple world title reigns in lots of companies and stuff. And I know, I know uh, Suzuki's been the GHC champion and stuff, but he's never held the big one in uh, New Japan. So uh, it'll work for me in that respect. And Suzuki will put people over too. So Yeah, absolutely. So we want all the old guys to have the titles in Japan, but not in America, you son of a bitch. So. What about our Holy Emperor? That would be pretty Oh, bad. my God. Well, that's that's a year down the road, Luke. I mean, he – Yeah. God, he They're is, building him up, though. Dude, for real. They're I behind can, him. I can see it coming. It feels like they're behind Tai Chi. I agree. I agree. I mean, that's uh, – to me – you know, every time I'd see him, if I was seeing him live, I'd be chanting next world champ at him, you know? So, cause I think that's, uh, that's something that when it finally happens, it's going to be unreal. I mean, like he has had some of the best emotional moments of any wrestler over the past two years, or I guess year, year and a half. Um, in my opinion, I think, uh, I think that Taichi is like, 
becoming a complete wrestler that understands how to manipulate the crowd's feelings and people on TV in particular, or people watching on TV in particular. And I think that's something that is, that's that it factor that, you know, that wrestlers have and some, some do, some don't. He's got it, man. His match with Ibushi at the G1, that's one of my G1 matches I think of. Like, oh, I wonder what's going on with the G1 this year. Oh, the G1. I love G1 matches. And Ishii Moxley just floats in my brain. Uh, some of, uh, uh, like, the first time Jay White was in the, the, the G1 and in his first couple of matches he beat Okada and Tanahashi, <laughs> which was amazing. And then, like, another one that's right up the top there is uh, Ibushi versus Taichi, 152 kicks. That's <laughs> and a pin. That's it. Oh, sorry. A Kamigoye, if you count it as a kick, it's more like a fucking knee to the face, but, you know. Yeah. I, I mean, that's it, just one of the most. Oh, I, my God. I have this question that I like to ask people. I've never talked about it on here. Okay, so are you aware of what The Shining Wizard is? You, you know what that move is, right? Yeah, I first saw that. Um, hurricane dude use it that's who i think in my head popularized it because i started seeing a lot of those after him well it's um please don't hurt me no you're fine it, muda it's muda's move right and so it's kind of uh -huh, i mean i'm sure yeah. other people have done it i think i i think even um enoki used to do it but it's it's a move that especially when muda does it he does it in many fashions he does he's he's you know that's kind of his thing it's like his dragon screw so he just pulls it out when he needs mm. to and he uses it in many ways and i've asked many wrestlers and people in the know this and i say is the <laughs> is the shining wizard a kick or is it a knee and nobody knows <laughs> just depends i guess oh, I, I thought it was the knee but I mean, is it, you know, so it is like when, you know, when, when guys do it that aren't Muda, it's a knee a lot of times. However, I've seen it used as a kick too, and I'm not really sure. So that's why I ask. It's a fun move. It's one of my favorites. I love seeing it. Well, it's called a shining wizard. So there is a degree of magic involved <laughs> and that would mean it could be both the knee or the foot. Or even the shin part, if that's the bitty what likes to kick with too. Whatever. Or the wizard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what he calls it. That's his big toe. <laughs> well, all right. <laughs> a... But yeah, so look, that's our dream. Like we've got, I've I've got silly people choices for dream champion. Like, and I'll say them, and they don't sound that silly. They sound, I think, pretty cool. Like I would. Kenta could be fun. I'd like Suzuki. Shingo would be a great choice too. But uh, I think I think they'll go safe. I not I, I know they'll go safe. Uh, there definitely won't be an LAJ guy. I think I think it's going to be. Uh, I hope it's Tanahashi, but I think it's Okada that's uh, going to yeah. be the new champ. You're probably right. Um, you would think that after all these unsafe decisions, meaning the evil thing and, and a lot of the stuff they've tried this year, you know, um, this would be a way to kind of get back to the new Japan that we all know and love as far as like, let's get back to normal and let's quit trying to do all this wacky shit. You know what I'm saying? But again, it's all about the match quality to me. I do love the stories. I love the fun stuff in the tag matches. It gets old after 50 times. However, 
you know, the match quality has not changed in New Japan, and that's what's going to keep me coming back no matter what happens with, you know, some made-up belt or whatever the fuck, you know. None of those previews, like, I watched fucking, what, how many rounds of Dauki and the Tekkers versus Jado and the Grills of Destiny, and, like, if I'm running out of here to pull out, but... Uh, you know, it made me feel like pulling my hair out. It, however, when the actual matches t- happened, like the ladder match, well, mostly the ladder match, really, but, and <laughs> no offense, Zach Saber Jr., but w- once those w- once those kind of came to a head, and, well, I guess they've still got their tag title match to come, but, what, you know you know what I mean? Once the matches they were building to happened, they were great. Absolutely. Which is something New Japan usually almost always delivers on so yes even if you get like preview fatigue don't worry when they have actually finally have the match it's gonna be awesome so uh there is always that now i will tell you one thing that has worked for new japan that has been a fucking wacky idea that has been in my opinion a bona fide hit and a pretty big success and it is the king of pro wrestling (laughs) And this run that Toriano has had, because they've they've managed to find ways to kind of like Yano won a battle royal without even getting in the ring, <laughs> like you know all these crazy insane ways that Yano has won, and also the quality of some of the people that he's pinned, like they've kept him strong, they've kept him super fun. Uh, in fact, uh, he's had a few few bright spots, a lot of bright spots in this, uh, you know, COVID era. Like uh, I'm looking at that, thinking of that match from the the New Japan Cup with uh, Hiromu Takahashi and the Elevator. That shit was that, awesome. that was that was even before the King of Pro Wrestling. And then like I know it's this thing Okada made up, and that's bullshit. This was always going to be a vehicle for Yano, wasn't it? And it's worked. It's it's been it's been it's always succeeded in putting a smile on my face every time. Okay, so here with that information known, I can fix this title thing that they got going on. So you know we know that the joining of the titles and the, you know uh, the unification was all Bushi's thing, right? That was all for him. But really, uh, secretly, it was a way to get the title on Yano, and that's what all this is. Right? <laughs> you know, it's just it's all about Yano, and Yano is going to have all the titles of by the end of uh, next year. That would be amazing. Um, I don't think it's going to happen, but man, you know, I mean. Could you imagine Yano? Like, okay, so I've seen something like this before on an indie like scene type situation where you have a comedy heel um, uh, champion that cannot lose, and it is a fucking great story if you do it right. I mean, it's great. Like, and when I say he cannot lose, I mean he either Mister Magoo's his way into a win or. He's just such a, he's just like Yano. He's just such a trickster shithead that he cannot be defeated. And it's like, no matter how many skilled baby faces you get in there with him, bumping around like maniacs, he beats him in the end every time. And it is fantastic because when somebody finally beats that guy, it is, I mean, that is, that's a pop right there, you know? It always feels harsh to me when, when uh, one of the heels in New Japan starts wailing on, 
uh, Yano. <laughs> but because he sells, you know, yeah. yeah. Well, he sells, and uh, he makes. I guess he makes it look pretty good too. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> because you, you've got this fun guy. Oh, he's fun. Why are you hurting him? Stop it. <laughs> yeah, that's so cock. Yeah. Now, uh, yeah, I, I love, I've loved the King of Pro Wrestling shtick, and doesn't even matter if he's feuding with someone like who's important in new japan and oh, look, i like bad like farley but he's not that important in new japan at the moment did he feud with him i think he did or you know if it's like uh the crown jewel dude or even if it's someone i'd rather see wrestle like evil they've all been super fun because I, I really like voting on the on the stupid matches as well and uh the heels always lose. Like, no one votes for the heel option ever. <laughs> Even if, and I thought in Evil's case, his option was a little better, but uh, that's okay. okay. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I love Yano. That, dude, that, that uh, I forgot. I mean, how could I forget? But that, the boat, the wrestler, you can't be pinned until you have a hood over your face. I mean, that shit was fucking awesome. They, okay, yeah. so I, I live in Ohio. This is uh, technically the Midwest, even though I'm kind of east in, in uh, you know, the, the Americas or whatever. But not far from me is a place called the South. And what they got down there in the South is they have this thing called wrestling. And it ain't, it's not wrestling, it's wrestling. And wrestling involves a whole bunch of fucking bullshit, like what we saw from Yano. And I mean, I probably told this story on the show before, but I asked one of my, like, wrestling buddies that's been in wrestling for, like, 20, 30 years what the most ridiculous stipulation um, that he'd ever seen was. Now, he named a bunch of stuff. Um, but the one that made my, just tickle me the most that I thought was so stupid because he, he said it worked so great was the ref wears a blindfold. So, <laughs> 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 and there's nothing more Memphis and wrestling than a blindfold match or some spin on that. And so for some reason, the blindfold uh, ref is a blindfold match were great because the ref had to, you know, ask the crowd what calls to make and stuff. And so it was like the crowd, you know, just ratted out the heel every time he cheated and the ref would warn him and shit, you know, good stuff. And so Yano is a master of that Memphis style of, you know, heel shenanigans, even though he's a face. And that is supposedly <laughs> Gato's favorite kind of wrestling. I'm not surprised. He's, he's a bit of a shit stirrer as well. <laughs> Mr. Uh, Mr. Gato. But uh, I I watched a match on YouTube once called the Invi Invisible Man sure. versus Invisible Stan, and it was just the ref, like pretty much selling the whole thing, which uh, was was pretty funny. I liked it. Yeah, it's liked, fantastic. It. It's it's fantastic. I I wish I could like it, you know, um, but it is what it is. So. The, I I did see, well I didn't see him but I was in the presence of the Invisible Man once on an indie show, um, you know a bunch of canceled wrestlers were there too because they would bring the Invisible yeah. Man with them you know and and that oh man he's, <laughs> Invisible Man's one of those yes he hangs oh. out with all the canceled wrestlers can't you see him so, oh. I mean, <laughs> he was like invented by a bunch of canceled wrestlers but you know last time I saw the Invisible Man wrestle on a show there was a GCW uh, like you know, showed at the very beginning of COVID. They're like, oh, we're still going to run a show. 
and um, Joey Janela wrestled the Invisible Man. It was garbage. It was absolute garbage. And I, I don't. I'm not a GC. I don't give a fuck about the you know all these indies and stuff anymore like I used to. But I I find it amusing that the you know. <laughs> I just find it amusing that that gimmick is continuing to be a thing, and it's just kind of like it was already done, kind of as good as you can do it. So let's like you know let's figure maybe maybe figure something else out to do, you know. But I don't well, Mister Andy, I want someone to say that they're going to wrestle the Invisible Man, and then John Cena's music hits. That'd be amazing. I mean, yeah. I would assume on some indie show somewhere that's happened. You know, where the Invisible Man showed up and his entrance music might be John Cena's music. I don't know. I can't remember. But uh yeah. Um what what do you feel how do you like do you like John Cena? What do you what do you think about him? I think he's awesome. Yeah. Like I can see why people got tired of him being like super Cena always winning and all that kind of shit. But what look at his matches, they're great. They are good. I have a, a quick Cena story. So, um, I didn't watch wrestling for many years, and when I got cable in, like, 2011 or 2012 or something like that, I started watching again, and, man, I got, you know, I got bit big time by the bug, and um, I think it was in late 2012 or something, it was the first time, and I know this is dumb to admit because, you know, it, it wasn't that long ago, but um, there was this guy that I loved on WWE TV. His name is Damian Sandow. Dude is fucking fantastic yes. character work. Oh, my God. His character shit was amazing. He was so funny. And he won the Money in the Bank briefcase. And nobody thought he... And Cena was the champion. And nobody thought he was going to beat Cena. And one night on, like, Raw, he goaded Cena into, um, he, like, beat up Cena with a chair and fucked his arm up and then goaded Cena in, Cena into accepting a challenge, so he cashed in. No, it's the other way around. Cena goaded him into, into cashing in. That's another reason why it pissed me off, because it was backwards. And so, then Damian Sandow loses, but the match is awesome. It's a great match. It's, it's just one of my favorite, just random raw matches for something. And it's so good. And I remember thinking to myself, like after watching, I was like, you know, okay, I can kind of see, you know, deeper into this a little more that kind of allowed me to see the, what a good match is like a good TV raw match. And I was Mm. like, okay, I get this. And that's when I started to pick that match apart in many, many other matches, started to learn everything I could about it. Um, and before that I was a casual fan. That's like the, line of demarcation where I, you know, kind of changed to being one of the dreaded smart marks. So I don't know if we've talked about this and so I'll bring it up now. You mentioned having a bit of a break from wrestling for a while. Do you, did you just fall away from it? Was there something that happened in wrestling that you were just like, nah, yeah, I'm done. Bye. And then you kind of got drawn back in. Like why did, what did, it's pretty simple um like when i was a kid i you know i watched the rock and wrestling shit uh one of my friends loved wrestling so in fact my first my first memories of wrestling are the are the wwf cartoon that's what i remember the hulkamania cartoon brother brother and um you know and i watched all that shit i love macho man macho man was my guy you know and but it was like in that way that you just like something as a kid and then the next summer you like something else, you know? And so yeah. I like I didn't really think of wrestling too much. I grew up I grew up in this like redneck town and honestly man, the people who loved wrestling ah, 
it made me not want to watch wrestling. You know what I mean? And so, and I know that's shitty, but you're a kid, you're dumb, you know, I admit it. And, um, in Mm. some cases I was very much correct. Uh, however, when I, like nitro came on, um, it was going for a while and then i don't know why but one night me and my buddy turned it on we would hang out on mondays and that became a thing and every monday night we would watch nitro ironically you know and make fun of it and like ah, a couple weeks into that i was not watching ironically anymore and so i love nitro and i watched every second of nitro i could um there was a replay i was a nitro guy too loved it dude and and it I loved fucking, uh, what's the guy that would dance? A Disco Inferno. Like, I loved him. There was, like, these guys that, I got it. I understood. Norman Smiley and shit. Yeah, yeah, I understood the, I, you know, the humor and everything, and I really enjoyed it. And I, but I just kind of, it wasn't, like, something I was into. I was really into music as a kid, and that's pretty much all I did. I mean, I yeah. played guitar three hours a day, and then I'd go play drums for an hour, and then I'd, you know, go sing and, and practice oral skills and stuff like that. So, you know, I that's that's all I did, and um, phrasing, oral skills, not oral skills. Oh, right. But, uh, oral. <laughs> something else. A U R. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah yep. that Sorry. One, so. <laughs> um, but uh, but then you know I I remember watching Raw a few times. I really saw I liked CM Punk. Um, it was just I was just a casual fan. I was like, oh yeah, that's a thing I like to watch. I love the Straight Edge Society. That was like, oh my god, I was like, this is amazing. But I didn't like, you know, I didn't, there was no onion to peel there. It was just some TV show. And so I don't even know if I realized it was live or anything like that. I just watched it. And, um, you know, then uh, then that 2012 thing that I told you happened. And, and uh, I kind of crossed that line and, and been pretty obsessed with it ever since. So what, what's your history with wrestling? Well, when I was about 15 or something like that, I got, I, that's when I got my, my first job. Right, so uh, I was working at uh, Hungry Jack's, which is uh, Burger King in Australia, and some of my co-workers would talk about it, and I wanted to, and I had uh, Aussie's Aussie Aussie version of cable at the time at home, and I wanted to kind of like at least know what the fuck they were talking about, you know. So you know, my stupid comment of uh, you know wrestling's fake, right? Met was met with derision and of uh, and people saying, "Well, duh, it's a TV show, idiot." And then uh, you know, so I, I checked it out. Now, in Australia at the time, Raw was two weeks behind. So if you were watching Raw in Australia, you were watching it from two weeks ago. Whereas Nitro every week, you were getting that week's Nitro, maybe a couple of days later or whatever. But you were getting it like that week or. You know, so uh, I started watching WCW Nitro, and uh, that was that was kind of it for me. Now I do remember going to a work party where there was a group of people that were like, "Oh, you guys watch Nitro? Fuck that! Well, you guys can suck it <laughs> and all that kind of stuff." And I did kind of get into WWE, but in video store because the video store would have. Um, WWE pay-per-views and shit like that but uh i i uh and i did eventually like watch some roars and stuff like i wasn't blind to it i really like i i, I fell in uh love with mick foley and uh some of the other guys there but i was more a wcw guy 
<laughs> even even when it got really bad and shitty and all that kind of stuff, I was still like, I enjoy this. One of my favorite feuds, and I know they probably did it in ECW at some point, but ECW was even harder to get a hold of in, in Australia in the late 90s. You'd, you'd get v- random VHS tapes turning up at, at some video stores or even a dollar bin somewhere and you're like, well, how did it end up there? Like, where are these on the shelf at full price? Like, you know, so I really liked ECW, but it was really hard to get a hold of. I ended up watching more of it when I got older, I guess, but it's a longer rampant bit. Yeah, so that, that that's my wrestling kind of fandom there. And then I kept watching it, like I switched to WWE, I guess, because there was no WCW, and I kept watching it pretty steadily. And I was... a like when when the brand split happened, I was huge into that. Mostly because like, fuck, SmackDown's really fucking good, you know that SmackDown Six kind of period. <laughs> but what what stopped me dead in my tracks, and I and it was pretty much like a clean break. We, yeah, we're done for a while. Uh, it was the whole well my my favorite wrestler up until when I stopped watching wrestling. My all-time favorite wrestler at, uh, up till that point was Chris Benoit. Oh, jeez. Oh, my God. You poor bastard. <laughs> That's a shame. Yeah. So, funnily enough, uh, it was Mr. CM Punk that uh, also brought me kind of back to wrestling. Uh, but it was a little later for me. I never saw the Straight Edge Society stuff. But for me, it was uh, the pipe bomb that promo and i was like oh what's this this looks interesting and i just started watching it again just yeah so that's and i've been a casual viewer ever since but i i drifted in and out of wwe i always listened to like swf or something but i've just i've never even though i came back in like that that era I never watched every show kind of every week religiously. I just dipped in and out, but I'd watch big pay-per-views and shit like that. But yeah, their booking and the way they did things just like for me, the, the shine really wore off for WWE for me when uh, I know you don't like him. But I like this big goof because I respected what he was able to do. And that was Mr. Zack Ryder. Uh, did I see him as the WWE champion? No. That's right. You, you can like a wrestler and not not think they're like you know main title champion material. Sorry, Zach Ryder, if you're listening. But <laughs> you know, for what he was able to accomplish and finally win that United States title, and he got his you know kind of big win and all that, and it was a big moment. And like, yeah, you can do something with this guy in the mid mid range. And then straight after that, they jobbed his ass out and made him look like a big chump bitch, big time. And it was because that wasn't their plan was never for him to win that title. And that's like kind of when it dawned on me, I'm like, oh, they don't really care what we think. They just want to push their plans. And if if someone manages to get themselves over and they're not ready for it, I know there are exceptions like Becky Lynch or something, something, something like that. But I think the women's division probably needed something yeah, big, time. big or something like to happen, right? For yeah, you know, so that was right, right time. But then you know they've done it to other guys over time, like uh, Miro and and so many others. Daniel Bryan. That yeah. Uh, yeah. So, but I've always kept my toes into wrestling, and it, like Lucha Underground came along. I watched 
all of those. But uh, hardcore wrestling fandom for me probably started when I was like, what's this New Japan stuff all about? And that that's the, f- the first time since I got back into wrestling that I've been obsessed with a wrestling company, I guess. You know, like, I'll, I'll watch... I watch I watch all their shows, like, all of them except for Strong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have but, no yeah. strong no strong report this week too. Uh, we'll we'll catch yeah. up with it, Ian, next week um, when we have a proper Never episode and everything. Um, yeah. So okay. So CM Punk. What was it about CM? Punk? I love CM Punk too. It was the promos. I didn't care about the wrestling back then. To me, it was all about the promos for him, and I loved. The entertaining heels. I still love the entertaining heels. They're still probably my favorite wrestlers. And so, you know what? Like, but what was it about him that you that made you kind of want to watch him? He reminded me, like that that pipe bomb promo reminded me of a promo that Paul Heyman gave, but uh, in in uh, on SmackDown or, or Raw or something like that. And I guess you can watch a little story on it or whatever but uh like Heyman had had to cut a promo on Vince McMahon and Vince said uh, yeah just go for it I guess they weren't strongly scripted it he goes are you sure so yeah yeah just you know fuck me up go for it and he and he and he did he like he went for it and that promo felt like I don't know it was really really good I can't remember any of it sorry but uh, <laughs> but it felt like it felt pretty real, and and from the heart, which is what I really liked about it. And uh, I got that same kind of vibe and energy from CM Punk. And what was cooler about CM Punk doing a promo like that is, well, he can pop, he can unlike Heyman who isn't a wrestler, CM Punk is. So he can he can say all this shit, and now he's got to back it up, and. He, Sometimes he did, and sometimes he didn't. Like it's WWE here, but yeah, I really liked that. Yeah, he's he was uh, he had that charisma and everything. It was fantastic. But uh, that's interesting to me. Okay, so you know, basically, what you're trying to tell me, Luke, is that you didn't really like wrestling that much until you saw good wrestling. <laughs> because yeah, because New Japan's good. You know what I mean? It's very good. Dude. I know I've mentioned this before. We watched, Charity and I watched one match before I was just like, you know what, I'm going to try it for a month and now see how we go. And yeah, here we are. And it was, thanks, Charity, she just bought me coffee. It was one of the um, Kenny Omega versus Okada matches. I think it was the draw. And, well, yeah, that <laughs> blew my mind really. So, and then and I'm like, really? I could subscribe to this, and I'm going to get matches like this. Yeah, dude. Uh, okay, and you've got what? What's coming up? Uh, your most important tournament, which will allow me to kind of get to know most of the big wrestlers in on in New Japan. Like, I get I get to see them all wrestle each other every night. And yeah, it was just man, that was the G one twenty seven. So that was my first G one and fuck man. That I'm like, they're doing these are the matches they're doing every night? Like I know that they can't <laughs> it's just for the tournament. I I, I, I understood that because it was 
I was just like, wow, there's a huge break after this. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, they're all fucked from the, uh, the new one. <laughs> new stuff, so. <laughs> but yeah, I guess so. I've, I've always liked wrestling. I guess it took me a long time to love wrestling. I, I don't think I ever, I didn't really love it like in the form that I have come to love it in until I can't love something until I understand it. You know what I mean? And so like to me to okay. understand it, I had to go see it. So when um, it was like 2013, 2014, I'm into this wrestling thing for a couple of years. I'm, I'm reading all the sheets and I'm listening to the podcast and I'm learning a lot, but it's not, the context isn't quite there. And so you know, there's a lot of things I don't get, and there's still things I don't get, obviously, but... So I, I want to go see it. So I went to uh, a Ring of Honor show here in Cincinnati. I fucking had a blast. And then I went to every Ring of Honor show that came near the our place for a while. Every WWE show, every NXT show. And then one day, I left Ring, a Ring of Honor show, and this guy stuck a flyer in my hand. And it was for this place called Rockstar Pro in Dayton, Ohio. And uh, it said every Wednesday they had shows. And I'm like, fucking shit. And that was the gateway to the, at the time, and it's not so much that way now, but uh, incredible uh, indie scene, you know, here in my area. I mean, it's unreal. And so then I realized, oh, my God, there's I can go to wrestling like three times a weekend if I want, every weekend. So I started doing that. And um, it took a long time before I could get somebody to go with me. And that's when the Road Home from Wrestling podcast started is like six months after I got someone to finally start going with me, my, my buddy Dean. We started doing that podcast. I always wanted to do something, you know, to kind of help me learn and talk about all this. So that's kind of how that all started. And, and that's how I got to know people. And one of the coolest things that's going on right now is that there is a an influx of guys that I saw come up and have some of their first matches with 14 other people in a room in Dayton, Ohio, uh, that are now on TV. And, and that's a really cool experience and everything. And some of them still follow me on Twitter from back in the day. And that's fun to just see like, ha, ah, you forgot to unfollow me. You know? So, um, but I don't know, that's, that's kind of been a really fun experience and everything. And, uh, that's why it's been so sad that indie wrestling is kind of shit to bed on itself. But, uh, at the same time, this, uh, podcast has been a way to kind of, you know, reinvigorate that that love for something that you know uh, that that's important to me. And the yeah. one I, I have a friend, yeah, you know, I've probably said this before, but you know, he says that pro wrestling, when it's done right, there's nothing like it. And man, there's something to that, you know. When I when I get into something, I want to know about it too. Like I want to know the terms. I want kind of want to see how the sausage is made you know you, you, you always have those people go you know wrestling's fake right i'm like yeah i know how do they do that that's fucking cool <laughs> that's a great answer to that <laughs> yeah you know because yeah some of it's camera trickery i mean like one of the best moves can look like uh, i feel bad for sometimes for Ibushi because the Kamigoye is awesome, but you know, he's not smashing his knee into that motherfucker's face. Right. Like, but, and, and some of the camera angles make that look like the most devastating finisher there is in new Japan. Uh, some uh, other camera angles make it look like, 
yeah, he needs to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's yeah. important. Yeah, that stuff's important, and sometimes th- they miss it. But I think New Japan does a great job at camera work. We've talked about that a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't know, and I, and I, I just got into all sorts of different stuff too. Like I, I, I don't know. I, I can enjoy the Yano comedy matches, and it, it makes me happy in a completely different way than watching Jay White and Tanahashi wrestle for thirty minutes. But it still makes me happy. So I don't know. I like it, and then, and then uh, on the other hand. I like seeing people flip around a bit too. So wrestling also feeds that that need of kind of variety. Yeah, I'm going to sit here and watch this for three hours, but, you know, I like never-style never matches, but that doesn't mean I want three hours of it. No. I want to see some flippy dudes. I want to see uh, some tough nuts uh, smash each other. And then uh, I want to see Yano just punch someone in the dick. Like, that's... <laughs> You get all that in New Japan, yeah. So, all right. Yeah. Well, we just we just went on and on for an hour. <laughs> this is supposed to be like an intro, <laughs> just a couple couple thoughts, I think. Um, but uh, yeah, here we are, an hour later. You, yeah, we didn't have. I was just like, wait a minute. I don't know if we've done our uh, wrestling origins conversation because it doesn't really fit in a New Japan. You know, in a normal never episode, because like, why are they talking about this? Go back to fucking new, the latest shows. I want to know what you think of the title match or whatever. But, <laughs> but uh, the never realm was a, yeah. This is an idea to fill time while we got other stuff going on. We got we had a lot of ideas, and you know, and so and we got some other stuff cooking. You know, uh, dude, our last never realm episode, we promised uh, Ian's uh, report on strong. And then we talked for like an hour and a half. Then we (laughs) (laughs) Well, then maybe that's a good idea right now. We can drop in. We did get one voicey email. It has to do with the last uh, Never Realm episode. So I can drop that in right here, and we'll hear from our buddy Dave, Davey the Howard, right? Yeah. Gentlemen, congratulations. Well done. I'd be standing, but again, I'm in the truck as always. So that's kind of out of the question. Fantastic work. Um, Thank you so much for letting your friends that you somehow keep on some kind of retainer to just be on the show. What kind of dirt do you have on these guys that they are just available at a moment's notice? That's what I need to know. Um, Really, I guess this is just a congratulation uh, voice email because... I was going to ask you guys to see if you could do the same thing in the genre of country and or western. However, it seems that uh, Grumpy there has already volunteered you guys for the rock and roll genre, which works for me. So that's what I'm hoping to hear next. However, I need new characters. I don't think we can hear from uh, Watto or Outback Tanahashi for this one. Outback Tanahashi there, Drew Surfer. Outback Tanahashi. Get it right, Mr. Guy. Boys, thank you so much. Keep up the excellent work. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, Well, Dave, thank you so much for the email. I'm sorry you're always in the truck and you can't stand up when you're driving, but uh, we appreciate the congratulations. And trust me, my friend, when I say 
we got some some buns in the oven for you when it comes to some fun uh, character stuff with uh, with some um, rock and roll songs, right, Luke? Yeah, and uh, rock's more my genre. I mean, I love me some rap. Also, I hope his truck's got at least some leg room. If he can't stand, I hope he can at least like Sit? stretch his legs. I don't know why that's important, but I hope he's comfortable in that truck at least. He has to because lay down. Because I hate it. I, he can't stand dude, or sit. He has to there's lay There's nothing down. worse than being in a truck without standing room, right? <laughs> I hate being in a non-standing room truck. <laughs> they should they should have a like a truck where it's like a bus and you can stand in the middle of it and just hold the holder like a you know the railing or whatever. That that'd be nice and safe, wouldn't it? I mean. We're in Amer- we're in America here. We don't give a fuck about safety. Just like just like Terry Funk. I don't care if it's safe, kid. Just hit me with it. <laughs> well, Dude, uh, like I know this is gonna sound bad, but there are some wrestlers that uh, I am shocked uh, have passed away, and there are some I'm kind of surprised are still, oh, right? still around. Well, what do you think? And, okay, so we talked about ECW a little bit. We, New Jack passed away, right? I mean, that was not a surprise. Yeah. It's a little sad, but I don't know that he was a real good human being. I'm not sure about that. He does have four or five, uh, you know, justified homicides. So the guy's a fucking murderer, you know? So <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how good of a guy he is, but people were really upset about that. What's your experience with New Jack? Um... I didn't really see much. I didn't see any of his stuff live because of the way I had to get my hands on uh, ECW. Uh, I, I, I've seen, but I think I heard more about him after the fact, after well, after ECW and seeing some of that stuff, and I was like, oh, this guy's fucking scary. But uh, oh, I just want to go back. There's this really dumb. Feeling. I, I did mention that it was probably done in ECW before, but uh, I liked it when they did it in WCW because it was new to me, and it was uh, Raven and Perry Satin, and Raven had this flock, and so at one of the pay-per-views, it was uh, Perry Satin versus the flock, and all of them, and if he loses, he has to join the flock and stuff, <laughs> and I just I just remembered this, this whole feud like not not for titles or anything like these guys were really cool i like uh raven's awesome but like i always really really liked perry satin uh, it's probably to this day the reason like i see a death valley driver i get like oh my god death valley driver <laughs> yeah because he's the first guy i ever saw um oh i guess i probably saw other wrestlers do death valley drivers but that was his finisher so like every time he hit it they would go but yeah, that I don't even know if anyone else remembers that feud, or if they do, they're just like, eh, not as good as the ECW one. And I guess if you're probably right, but yeah, Perry Saturn versus the Flock was. Uh, I, I love that. Perry Saturn. <laughs> He's fantastic. The yeah. Eliminators were amazing. I mean, goddamn, their yeah. matches are fucking awesome. And like Perry Saturn was extremely innovative, and uh, you know he was kind of like a mini Scott Steiner a little bit. And, uh, you know, with the amount of work rate and the crazy shit he was doing, and, uh, man, he was so good if he was just a little, if he was just a little bigger, you know, he would have been a star, but, uh, you know, in WWE, but, you know, that's that's the way it is. Um, uh, You know, I do want to mention to folks, if you don't know much about New Jack, or even if you do, if you've never seen the movie uh, Beyond the Mat, 
that is one of the greatest moments that I've seen of New Jack ever, where the director of Beyond the Mat takes him to a Hollywood agency to try out for a movie, and it is fucking amazing. (laughs) It is awesome. Highly recommend that. I have seen that movie, but it has been a while, so I don't don't remember that particular scene. But uh, I I just remember, uh, like, the Jake the Snake parts were just gut-wrenching. But uh, what was, it was Terry Funk in that one talking oh, yeah. about retiring. That's where all of Terry Funk's bullshit comes from, as far as like you know, well, I you know the whole thing where he the doctor's like, sir, you you your knee doesn't exist. You have no cartilage. Your your knee's like in thousand pieces in your leg. Look at this uh, this X-ray, and he's like, well, can I wrestle? And he's like, no. <laughs> like, but I'm booked next week. I walked in here, didn't I? I can walk out. I'm fine. You know? It's, it's outrageous. <laughs> outrageous. By the way, a funny little thing. I don't. I, I was talking to somebody about this recently. I think I don't know if it was you or not, but um, I don't know if it was Mick Foley or Terry Funk that did this first. But a few of those those two guys they appeared in movies and like took basically no payday on the movie so that they could get their SAG card and get uh, the insurance through SAG for the rest of their lives. And so a lot of those guys have have SAG card insurance, which is the Screen Actors Guild, which is pretty interesting. Oh, dude, you've just explained the reason WWE films exists. Oh, could be. Could be. That's Wow. Yeah. Who wants to be in the Marine 20? <laughs> uh, sad card. Wait, me, 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 me. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, I, you know, I just, I love Beyond the Mat. I think it's fantastic. It's really, and like you said, it's really crazy. And if you do watch that movie, just do yourself a favor. It won't be nearly as entertaining if you find out more about the guy that made the film and stuff. Just ignore all that unless you want to be, you know, I mean, because it's, it's not... He took advantage of a lot of people, including Jake the Snake in the movie. Uh, however, the result is just fantastic. It is it is just a, cr- a tremendous movie where everything that's said almost is like a quotable line. That's like just fucking hilarious. So I highly recommend it. Nice. I might give that a rewatch. Actually, I won't review it or anything, but um, yeah. I mean, you know. Well, uh, and. It's. It might be nicer to watch that movie now, knowing that uh, things kind of turn out all right for Jake the Snake, actually. Yeah. So, well, yeah. you know, there's a part in that too where New Jack holds his hand up to the camera. This is another reason why maybe you shouldn't be so upset he's not here anymore. Um, but he 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 shows the camera's knuckles aren't quite right. They're like broken looking, and he's like, "You see that one? You see that one?" He's like, "That's that's from slapping a bitch or something like that." So he he says his hands don't work right because he hit women with them so um so hard that his hands don't work anymore so that is outrageous and that's just a taste of what that movie has as far as just like what the fuck so oh goodness when you've when you've killed four people like who knows what that motherfucker is capable of like well he'll tell you you know he's 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 one of these guys that'll he'll tell you straight i mean he threw a wrestler that he didn't like that like didn't sell one night for him or something. He threw him off a scaffold out of the <laughs> ring and the guy almost died. I mean, it's just crazy, dude. Oh my god. Anyway, wrestling does need these kinds of outrageous characters. However, you know, in one case, at least he was open about it. Nowadays, everybody's all, all hidden off, and you don't know who's the bad guy and who isn't. So, um, that sucks. But uh, 
All right, Luke, we got to move on to a, a, a gimmick. Which gimmick would you like to move on to? Well, the, there is this game that's going to be that it can be fun, and it's also going to make me look stupid because I get words like noun and verb and adverb mixed the fuck up all the time, and I'm like, wait, what? But <laughs> I, Mr. Andy, have never played Mad Libs, and I remember you ages ago mentioning, oh, I love Mad Libs, and I've got all these Mad Libs books and stuff. Like, I'm a black belt in Mad Libs, and I've got a PhD <laughs> in Mad Libs. I am the Mad Libs master. I am, unlike Mr. Watso, I am not on my way to being the grandmaster. I am the <laughs> Ad Libs master. So I'm just like, all right, shit, fuck. You know, you, you know what Mad Libs is. I'm like, I've never done Mad Libs before, and we've never been presented, I guess, with an opportunity, plus I forgot for ages, to, to do that. So I thought <clears throat> this wouldn't fit on a regular episode because, you know, Talk about them title matches already. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's all about the titles. Uh, but uh, I've never played Mad Libs. And when you told me that you had a book called Star Trek Mad Libs, I thought that was perfect. You had other ones, but they, that went in one ear and out the other as soon as I uh, found out about the Star Trek one. Well, okay. So, yes, I do have a Star Trek Mad Libs. But we do have to go through the list. And... The reason why I have all these is because I fucking love Mad Libs and because I used to do this as a gimmick during interviews and just pop this up on, on people I was interviewing. And sometimes it went really well and sometimes it did not, um, which is hilarious. I did Mad Libs once with Colt Cabana. So, I mean, like, he, he was great. And then, you know, and I've done it with other people and it was not so great. So um, it is funny, though, if you listen to the Colt Cabana interview, like we do one Mad Lib and I'm like, oh, you want to do another one? He's like, nah, man, like shit. So he didn't like it. But um, but here are the variety of Mad Libs that I have. So I have WWE Mad Libs. I have Pokemon Mad Libs, um, which has a really funny one I did with Jock Sampson where he uh, he said the word fuck. And it ended up, it said like, if it, there's like a sentence where it's like, you know, if you're if your Pokemon's not responding to training well, try fucking them. <laughs> so, oh, shit. That was fun. Uh, Total Divas Mad Libs I have. I have, um, what is this? Game Over Mad Libs. This is about video games. History of the World Mad Libs. Star Wars Mad Libs. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mad Libs. We have Adventure Time Mad Turtles. Libs. And Star Trek Mad Libs. So um, I have quite a variety. And uh, you wouldn't believe how many other types of Mad Libs there are. It's insane. Well, I don't know shit about Pokemon. Like, nothing. I, I, know, well, I know what a Pikachu is. And I know there's a guy named Ketchup. <laughs> that's that's about all I fucking know. I don't know. And you got balls or whatever, and you you trap the Pokemon in it, like caged fucking animals. It's not a very vegan friendly for a franchise. Uh, I'm not a vegan, but uh, you know, fuck Pokemon. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't understand it. But that's fine. So. Let's not do that. Now, people might be going, oh, look, it's a wrestling podcast. Maybe you should do WWE or Total Divas. You can just throw Total Divas in the, in the trash bin. But um, It's funny, though. Look, I, yeah, it probably is. But I'd, I'd be partial to the WWE one or the Star Trek one. Yeah, we'll I think just... both of those fit the show more. 
Yeah, we'll do Star Trek. That's what we're gonna do. Now I'm gonna give you, right. you know, I'm gonna give you. We're we're starting the game of Mad Libs right now, Luke. So, um, mm -hmm. what I'm gonna do is is I'm gonna give you a few titles to choose from, and you tell me which one you want to do. Okay, so we have the Red Shirt, a cautionary tale. So these are these are smartass Mad Libs, by the way. So, uh, right, right. the care and feeding of your triple. Uh oh, Romulans. So you want to slingshot? Romulans are without honor. Sorry, what was that? I said, so, you want a slingshot around the sun? A guide to Vulcans. Welcome to the Borg. The Enterprise, a maintenance manual. How to defeat a Gorn, which is hilarious. By the way, a local uh, wrestling announcer that is in my area named Bork Torkelson, terrible name, really good announcer, he calls... <laughs> He calls anytime like someone the Swedish chef knows. Yes. Anytime he does, anytime he calls uh, a double axe handle, he calls it the Gorn's Lament, which is fucking amazing. <laughs> he does like Gorn. That is, that does happen. And here's hey, the, yes, sir. Why, why Star Trek Mad Libs? These are these all sound like uh, TOS. Uh there was one about the Borg. You, you heard that, right? Oh yeah, there is a Borg one. Yeah, yeah. That, um, but it's true. Well, here's one. Maybe this one might be the best one. It's called Why Picard is Better Than Kirk. Oh, uh, yeah. Let's do I that. like the first one, but yeah, that one. Okay. All right. All right. So the first thing we need is a plural noun. And 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 just to instruct you on what the how this game works is the usually the more infantile, silly, and vulgar the words you choose, the better it, it turns out. That's just my opinion. You know, um, you'd say whatever you want, but like, you know, the more kind of just disgusting and vile things you can throw in here, the better it is, typically. All right, so what do I need again? Plural noun. It's a right, so what's person, that? place, or thing, <laughs> but more, more than one. We're off to a great start. A person place or thing all right uh toilet say it again toilet okay toilets so it's plural so toilets yeah so that's something yep. that's not on the enterprise now we need a regular noun just one of them luke uh, think, of, uh, think of curse words <laughs> all right when that thing you think is, if we go places, we're in Star Trek, so let's go for uh, Romulus. Romulus. Okay, that's not very funny, but uh, we'll see how it works out. So uh, now we need a verb that is an action word, like fuck, you know, or uh, you know, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna punch that over there, or I'm gonna screw this or something. Diarrhea. Well, how about we'll say shitting? How about that? Mm, I kind of like mine because it's not a real word. But yeah, let's go shitting. Okay, now we need a type of food. Any kind of food, Luke. Gah! <laughs> I like it. And always to be eaten alive, by the way. You can't eat a not fresh gah. That's no good. Um, That's now, bullshit, gah. <laughs> now we need an adjective. The, an adjective is a describing word. Just look at it, as Kevin Nash said. Which, by the way, every time... That, um, you know, I, I did this with someone. I had to be like, okay, you, you know, here's a verb and it can't be adjective or whatever or, or play or, like what? you know, so whatever the joke is there. Oh, sorry. I, I had to be a, a, you know, you went quiet. 
Oh, I'm sorry. I was just explaining that, uh, you know, when I would do this uh, gimmick with wrestlers, every time we had a verb, or excuse me, an adjective, they'd all try to say play. You know, like the infamous Kevin Nash uh, goof up on uh, Nitro there. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, you wanted a describing word. I am going with brown. Brown. A color is an adjective. That's correct. Um, not funny, but that's fine. So now we need a noun. It's a person, place, or right. thing. It also can be any curse word, pretty much. Uh, well, fuck. Okay, fuck sounds good. Um, now we need, these are the tough ones. I can't stand these uh, adverbs. So adverbs are a describing word uh, that is in a can action, uh, a describing word that ends in L-Y, typically. Things are going swimmingly today. You know, that is an adverb. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's go with uh, shittingly. Shittingly. I like it. All right, now we're talking. We got fucks and shits going on. All right, now we need another adjective, Luke. And thank you, listeners, for being with us. This is the boring part of Mad Libs. <laughs> <laughs> What's an adjective again? <laughs> uh, that is a describing word, and it can't be the word play. <laughs> describing word. Uh dark okay dark all right and also not funny but we'll see how this works out um so now we need one more adverb and we're getting we're getting kind of halfway through this here we are halfway through yes sir. this all right uh fantastically okay okay it's gonna get easier from here we need an animal luke and i mean i know you want to say kangaroo but you know there's other animals i'm just saying all right, I'm trying to think of some Star Trek animals, Ooh. but off the top of my head, I can't think of any Star Like, what? Have you ever seen which Klingon dude on his bridge had those two dog-like looking yeah, motherfuckers I don't with know him? What that thing was called. That was Christopher Lloyd. Yeah, that was definitely Christopher Lloyd. I can't remember his Klingon name, but How he was Christopher he was, Lloyd's dog. Yeah. See, this is how silly this can be. Um, okay. So now we need a verb, and that's an action word, like kick or wrestle. Fuck. You already used that one. Oh, shot. Shut? Shot. Think uh, Juice oh, Robinson. Okay. Gotcha. Like Juice, yeah. <laughs> Hashizume. Yeah, um, yeah. Okay, now we need <laughs> color. Green. Green, very good. And a noun. This has a lot of words in it here. It's better pay off. <laughs> and now, uh, Galron. So I'm I'm vetoing that. All right, this needs to be a thing. All right, I'm gonna help you here a little bit. This needs to be a thing, and the more disgusting uh, and just vile, the better. Please, Luke. Please. All right. Disgusting and vile. A disgusting and vile thing. Oh, no, noun. Uh, I don't, uh, butthole. Butthole, very good. That's very good. Now we need another noun. And remember. Every, every, everyone knows I'm, like, I'm now obsessed with. Right, where does Luke's mind go when uh, he just needs to blurt something out? Uh, butts, brown, <laughs> farts, shots, buttholes. This, this makes this game much better, trust me. All right, and what did you need now, a noun? A noun, yes, sir. All right. Well, can I say Galron now? Yeah, okay. Yeah, 
Okay. Yeah, Ron. Um, and now we need we're we're down to four words, so we need an adjective. Yep. Yeah. yeah, we do. Which which one? It's a describing <laughs> word, right. Luke. A describing, a describing word. word. All right. Yeah. Sorry. I'm I'm not sober. Uh... <laughs> I recommend words and like poopy and, or... and I'm also stupid. And <laughs> uh, uh, nipple. Okay, so that's a noun. Um, but we do need oh. a potty, a part of the body plural coming up, so I'm going to throw nipples in there. Um, yeah. So uh, we need an adjective. Uh, so that's a describing word. So, for example, like like think about something gross. How would you describe it? Disgusting. There you go. Okay, that's that's something. That's at least something. Um, okay. So uh, putrid. Go with putrid. All right. Well, we needed another uh, adjective, so I'm going to throw putrid in there. This is the last one, Luke. A plural yeah. noun. A plural noun. Uh, or a plural noun. <laughs> uh, Klingons. Klingons. Okay, here we go. All right, so this is called Why Picard is Better Than Kirk by Luke. Uh-huh. Sure, you've heard of all the toilets about why Kirk is better than Picard, but what about the other side of the Romulus? First, Picard can shittingly. Can, can shitting? Sometimes this doesn't work that well. Picard can shitting more languages than Kirk and is an expert on fancy gah. That's true, by the way. That's accurate. His ship is far more brown than Kirk's. It's all brown. (laughs) Um, Picard can fight with a fuck. And he can shittingly play. Yeah, he can. This is 100% accurate. It says Picard can fight with a fuck and he can shittingly play the flute maybe at the same time (laughs) (laughs) that's pretty good all right so we got picard became part of the borg he had a dark eyepiece and everything but still he fantastically came back not a winner there but that's okay Uh, picard has never had a christopher lloyd's dog problem on board (laughs) (laughs) but kirk can't seem to shart them. <laughs> okay. Uh, not as many green shirts die under Picard's butthole. <laughs> you gotta think Kirk's just trolling them now. Hey, Red Shed, we're going on an away mission, bitch. <laughs> and Please, no, not me. Kirk has a green shirt too sometimes, so that's interesting. He does. So, it's uh, like this weird vest one with like the V neck. <laughs> yeah. It's it's all like, 70, what, What's 60s? with that one? I don't know. It's his dress-up one or something. You know, like Picard has the dress that he wears, and and uh, Troy's mom is like, "Ooh, I like your legs." That's funny shit. Okay. Uh, Picard was never outsmarted by a Galron using a puppet. That's true. Um, yeah. I'm having problems reading my own writing. Okay, so no disgusting sideburns. Actually, no nipples at all. So. So, so don't be putrid to pick Kirk as your favorite captain. Picard has some major league Klingons himself. So there you go, folks. Yeah. That was uh, Star Trek Mad Lips. So that was a train, but uh, everyone now knows how dumb I am. <laughs> I mean, so this is why... But I, I think everybody knew that already. 
One of the reasons I quit doing that on the podcast is that it sometimes made people look dumb, and I'm sorry, Luke. I'm sorry. So, but you wanted to I, do it, I, you know? That's what I it is. I did, and I don't mind looking dumb. That's that's all good. I've <laughs> I've done raps as a Aussie Tanahashi. I mean, no, I didn't. <laughs> uh, well, okay, so we got a special request recently from a young lady. Her name's Jay. She listens to the show. Thank you, Jay. We love you. And uh, she requested that um, we have on Master Gatto. Uh, Luke, who is Master Gatto? Uh, that's Master Watto's cat. That's right. Master Watto's cat is Master Gatto, of course. And, um, you know, we want to have him on here. So, you know, it's very strange. But I heard a lot of times what happens is, is that, you know, uh, Master Watto's on hold and he'll put it on speakerphone so Master Gatto can listen. But I, I actually talked to Master Watto earlier this week and I sent him a, a special like cell phone just for Master Gatto. So we can have them both on at the same time. It's pretty cool. That's pretty awesome. And also, I just want to point out, like, some of the meowing that you might hear on the show on occasion, it's not always uh, my cat, Ashy. Sometimes, <laughs> there she goes. Sometimes it's, it's <laughs> she, see her feeding time's at 11, but uh, she'll she'll uh, see us both busy and it'd be like, oh, it's, it's only 10 or 10.30. Oh, we'll start meowing right now, motherfucker. <laughs> but my point is um, that Master Gato also meows on the show some of the meows are that cat's not mine all right well let's welcome in master gato first um <clears throat> let's see if we can get him on okay. here and then i'll welcome in uh master Watto. is master gato on the line now okay hey how you doing master gato i heard that you like our show you'd like to listen on hold with master Watto. is that right <laughs> oh is that that seems bad okay so I, I'm well. I got, I got you your own phone now, so you don't have to listen on hold anymore. You can listen on your own phone. Well, you still be on hold, yeah. I guess. But um, well, okay. So um, we'll have or let's bring in Master Watto. Hang on one second. Boom 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 boom. Oh, hey man, it's me. It's Master Watto, the man from Japan. You know, that's I've told you. That's what I'm calling myself now. I love it. And yeah, I heard y'all. You want to talk to my cat, Master Gatto, man? What's up, Master Gatto? Yeah. Yeah, it's what he always says, man. I fucking love it. He, we're hanging out doing the row and I'm listening to the show and he's over there and he's like, meow, man. I fucking love it. <laughs> so, uh, we, we had this listener, you know, uh, the, the guy, Mr. Guy, he like emailed me and told me the things and basically what this person had asked of us, well, mostly my, my, my cat, uh, to pick his favorite song from the musical cat. It's, excuse me, it's cats. It's more than one. And, uh, it's a plural noun. It turns out master, Mr. Luke. And, uh, anyway, so, in uh, and Master Gatto is going to perform this song for you. And uh, and I'm gonna translate. Is that right, Master Gatto? I'm all, I'm, I'm, <laughs> um, oh hey hey, hey Luke, how you doing, what, buddy? What? Oh uh, yeah, dude, I'm I'm good. Uh, just uh, I'm I'm just glad uh, what you didn't say was, all right, Master Gatto, <laughs> give me an adverb. <laughs> well, 
he might have done better than you. I don't know. He knows a few things. He, I tell you what, he knows what time it is, just like your cat. And and uh, and you know, but he likes to he likes to fuck my rowing machine when I'm not around. He thinks I'm not around. He's over there fucking on it and stuff. So he he thinks he knows what time I get home. But I get home early sometimes. I catch him fucking it. Should should get Master Gato fixed. Uh, that is against the law in Japan, sir. Uh, we won't be doing that. And, uh, you know, we, we respect animals here. We don't cut their genitals and, and their dick off and stuff like that, like you do in that in that uh, backwoods, whatever they call it down there, them, them outbacks. All right, so we got to do this song thing. And uh, can we get Master Gatto back on the horn here? Meow. There he is. Okay, that's what he sounds like. Uh, so, Master Gatto, you have chosen a song, and it's about this guy named McCavity. Is that right? Meow. Would you like to go ahead and perform the first stanza from the McCavity song? Meow. So, I will translate for y'all. So, he, he what he said was, he said... McCavity's a mystery cat. He's called the Hidden Paul. For he's a master criminal, like me, I'm a master, uh, who can defy the law. He's the bafflement of Scotland Yard. The flying squad's despair. For when they reach the scene of crime, McCavity, he ain't there. Yeah. You like that a lot? It's pretty good, right? Them lyrics are good. Meow. Yeah. Okay, so that's the second stanza. And it says, McCavity, McCavity. There's no one like McCavity. They like saying that word. It's like they didn't have enough words. And they're like, well, I'll just throw that name in there a bunch. Uh, he's broken every human law. He breaks the law of gravity. His powers of levitation would make a... F what the hell that word at? I don't know what that word is. Damn. Uh, and, and I didn't understand Master Gatto. But when you reach the scene of crime... Uh, McCavity, he ain't there. That one doesn't rhyme because, like, there's this word that uh, he said, and I don't know what it is. All right, I've got I've got Master Gato on on video call. Cause, oh, you like, do? Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. Is he fucking my rowing yeah. machine? No. Um, don't watch him. Yeah, you know, he's, he's licking his he's he's licking himself. Oh. And I yeah, now he's looking at the rowing machine. Yeah, yeah. All right, yep. Yeah. No, he's gone. Oh. All right. Hey, I'm going to get you. All right, Master Water's gone as well. Hey, guys, they're not all going to be winners, okay? <laughs> we'll do our best. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was worried about that one, but uh, it is what it is. Send, send all your complaints to uh, uh, Joe at Smart Wrestling Fan. <laughs> you know, I did throw a little joke in here, too, that I didn't get to. And that was in one of these stanzas. I just randomly put the larch in there for some reason. So. The larch. <laughs> That's pretty fun. Um, okay, so that was the. Was that all the gimmicks? Was that the stuff we were supposed to do? I don't, I'm not sure. I, I think so. I think it's also a really good uh, idea that I thought of some wrestling questions. <laughs> yeah, no, no kidding, man. Because good lord. Um, yeah, well, I'm excited that New Japan's coming back so we can, you know, we're still going to be silly. Don't worry. We will be silly. We'll be coming yeah. back with rock lyrics with new characters and stuff like that. Um, 
but we may spread that stuff out a little more, make it a little more thin. We don't want to, we don't want to push that too hard. So I'm sorry, but yeah, uh, but back to yeah, back to normal. Like I'll be, I'll be sober and stupid rather than uh, um, not sober and stupid. But yeah, it'll be actually nice to be like, can we put men? And now this match, and now this match, and now this match. Again, I, I, I miss watching New Japan wrestling. Sometimes, like, it'll get to, like, 7, 8 o'clock at night, and I'll just feel like, I don't know what to do with myself right now. I should be watching New Japan pro wrestling. Yeah, so uh, it's been too long. Like, it's not been 110 days long. Like, I'll never forget that amount of that, those that amount of days, 110 days without New Japan Pro Wrestling was like a fucking nightmare. This this break hasn't felt so bad. It, it it's like it's like a, a gap after the G1 or something like that. You know, it's not nothing too major, you but know, still it hurt because I, uh, I want wrestling. I'm ready to get back to normal too because um something funny happened with this episode that you don't know about, Luke, and I'm gonna tell you right now. Um, and that yeah. is that I forgot to hit record on, on like the secondary recording until like 20 minutes in. So like the audios, I'm going to cut in the good audio after the bad audio for a while. So the, so this episode is going to change the sound like, like 20 minutes in. I shouldn't have said anything to see if anybody noticed, but, um, I can't help it. It'd be funny. So you'll notice cause like you do the editing and stuff. So you'll really notice. I reckon also be some people will be like, wow, that's, that's weird, but. That's okay. Uh, we can just blame it on the nature of the Never Realm episode itself. I blame it on Rio. Yeah. But um, you know, yeah. boogie. <laughs> but yeah, you know, and I appreciate the folks never bitch about the sound quality because it's tough. This is this is magic. You know, we're we're thousands of miles away from each other, and yet we can speak and record it and send it to your ears. So uh, that's very nice. Yeah. Um, Luke, have you seen any good movies lately? I did. I watched Wrath of Man, you know, that Jason Statham movie that's out. Yeah. I thought that was pretty solid. Just, like, don't watch the trailer. It's one of them movies because, like, Charity's really for- forgetful with trailers and stuff. Like, she'll forget all about it. So we were in the cinema watching Wrath of Man, and I won't, I won't say any spoilers or anything on, on the show, but I'm sitting there exp- going, all right, I... I kind of know where this is going, uh, whereas everything was like a total surprise for her. And so I still enjoy. I gave it an eight. Like it's a really good movie and stuff. But I have to imagine, like maybe I'd probably rate it a tiny smidge higher if uh, if I didn't ever saw that trailer, which pretty much gave you all of the plot, all of it. Do you hate it when that happens in trailers? You're just like the worst is comedy trailers, right? I like a good comedy trailer. You know, you set it up. You show me the gimmick of what this comedy is about. All right, I like that gimmick. And then it turns out like all the best jokes were on the yeah. on the trailer. Ah, yeah. Those are the fucking worst, man. I my I, my philosophy with trailers is this: is if I really want to watch the movie, I am not watching the trailer. Like like for example, Dune. I don't know. Sh- I want to see Dune so bad. I love Dune. It's my shit. I, I read the books when I was a kid, and fucking you know, I love the movie, even though everyone hates it. I love the sci-fi series that they came out with, but 
I, you know, I'm not going to watch the trailer to that movie because I don't want to see anything about it. You know, I know, I know the story, but like, especially when it's a movie that I've never, I don't know anything about. Um, there's a couple, I mean, I have many examples of movies that I knew nothing about and went in cold and watched and really enjoyed it because of that. Because my brain does this. When I see a trailer, especially like, say, an action movie trailer, and I see something blow up, well, then the whole movie, I'm waiting for that thing to blow up. You know what I mean? Or I'm waiting oh, for man. it. It sucks. I hate that. into something I mention all the time in my reviews that really fucking pisses me off. And they do this in TV all the time, too. Like, all right, a movie or TV will start and you'll be like, oh, all right, we're jumping right into the action. This is cool. And then it cuts to... 24 hours earlier and i'm just like well now i'm just waiting the whole movie for you to get to that point i, I just your movie would have been better if you didn't have that opening bit teasing me that the movie was going to get good now i've got to sit here and wait for it to get good and by good i mean not knowing what's going to happen next because the whole time i'm just going all right well yeah as you said that thing hasn't blown up our character hasn't turned up yet yeah, I don't even want to know who's yeah. in the movie because then I'm waiting for those characters to show up, you know? So, like, I, I don't want to know. I know that Batista's in Dune. That's all I know. I know nothing else about the movie, and that's just because I accidentally read that. But, um, you know, thank you for asking, Luke. I saw a good movie recently, and it, yeah. was, it was a movie that I finally watched, and I've tried oh, yeah. to watch these good movies. Fuck <laughs> all. Um, but I've I've tried to watch it like ten times, and for some reason I'm never in the mood for it. And I finally fucking sat down and was like, "No, Andrew, you're watching this movie right now," and uh, that's what I call myself in my head when I'm in trouble with myself, Andrew. So, um, anyway, I uh, I watched Dread. Um, and it's fucking awesome. Like, it's fantastic. Oh, with Carl Urban? Yeah, it's a fantastic movie. And, Fuck. like... That movie's awesome. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And, um, I... You know, the action's great. And it sets up these tropes that you think are gonna happen, but then they don't, you know? It, it seems like it's gonna be one of these, like, video game-type movies, but then it's not. And, like, they... It's great. Um... It's got these elements of one of my favorite action movies ever, though, in it, um, heavily influenced by a movie called The Raid Redemption, which, if you've never seen, it's maybe the best action kung fu movie you'll ever see in your life. It is fucking incredible. It's really good. The Raid 2, even better in a lot of ways. Um, you know, a very good movie as well, but... I, I love Dread. I love the concept of it. The characters were so fleshed out, and they just kind of they lived in this world. And um, I don't know. I thought it was awesome. I, what, you like that movie too? Yeah. Uh, I I remember seeing it at the movies. I'm a bit of a comic nerd, and I haven't read a whole bunch of 2000 AD stuff, but I've read it. I've read enough to know enough to you know like I, I've read enough of it to if i watch a movie and it like if i'm watching this alone movie I, I know that like this doesn't feel like judge dread at all like, why do you take his fucking helmet off you're not supposed to take your helmet off get out of here and i know that's like a a, a little a little thing but that's a big part of uh, dread's character he's like the unseeing face of justice and shit like that or something like that so, yeah, it just felt like this really cool, authentic Dread movie. And they managed to make it look futuristic and shit, by, but also use the kiss method, keep it simple, stupid. That was written by um, Alex Garland, who's written some really good movies, usually with Danny Boyle. Okay. So, uh, 
Yeah, movies like uh, The Beach. Uh, I think he also wrote Sunshine and 28 Days Later. Okay. Uh, so if if you've never seen those, Danny Boyle's a really good director. You've you've all heard of at least one of his movies, uh, Train Spotting, or that really small movie that didn't win any awards much called uh, Slumdog Millionaire. So he's a really good director. <laughs> I also watched something he, else this week that was kind of took me by surprise. It was my week of watching things that I've been putting off forever. I finally mm. watched the Amazon Prime The Tick, and it's fucking great, dude. It is fucking great. I didn't know. And and I came to this realization this week. Maybe you saw it on Twitter if I was tweeting, but mm. The Tick cartoon is amazing. I love it so much. I watched the shit out of it as a kid. It's one of my favorite cartoons when it came on. I was little, I was old enough to get it when I got when I started watching it. And then the there's one season of this kind of like random live action series that is just fucking great too. And then there's this one um of uh this newer one that came out in 2016 and it's one of the only comic book like uh, properties where every version of it is fantastic. It's fucking great. I've only seen the cartoon, and I remember enjoying that. Like, the, the, I remember one line that's always stuck with me was like, "Must defy laws of physics," because <laughs> like strong. But uh, yeah, I, I, I do remember the cartoon. Quite the chuckle. I never really saw the uh, the live action one there. It's good. I highly recommend it. You get hooked, and and it's got these kind of like. Again, it sets up some tropes and then and then you know subverts your expectations. But the characters are fantastic. They the only thing that I'm missing is in the cartoon there was this character named American Maid, and she was like the only good superhero. Like everyone else kind of sucks, you know. And she's fantastic. So she just shows up and mops everybody up. And she dresses like she's just a maid, but she dresses like the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> and. And, nice. and in one of the in one of the other action com or action shows uh, versions, there was this character named Batmanuel, and he's like a ladies' man, but he's Batman, and it's fucking amazing. <laughs> Hispanic Batman is what he is, and it's awesome. So, Batmanuel, the character. I'm gonna have to track this down. Yeah, it's it's good. Your buddy Will Wheaton's in the newest one, in the 2016 Amazon one. So. Really? Yes. Yeah, we're best friends. I like him. He he reads a good audio book. I know he did Ready Player One, and that's that's fine. I actually read the book version of that, so I didn't get to. Well, I'm not going to read the book twice. It was good, but you know, there's other books to read. But uh, he did some John Scalzi books, and he's one of my favorite sci-fi writers. So uh, yeah, it was good. It was awesome. He plays against type a bunch in the show, and it's pretty good. He he, he plays like this um this like doctor genius guy and they do this gimmick where they're part of this like you know superhero organization so everyone's an agent of the organization but they also have other titles so he's agent doctor such and such <laughs> and it gets really funny where like the leader you know like the the commander uh general is he like gets hurt and so somebody else has to take over so then he's acting commander general doctor agent you know it's fucking funny as hell. <laughs> Great show. Great show. I love it. Um, I just had to throw that in there. So there you go. That's so good. I need I need something good to watch because the evil bong movies died in the ass, man. 
Well, who, they started... who knew that the Evil Bong movies weren't that great? All right, dude, you got the first three movies where it's about a bunch of dudes trying to defeat Evil Bong or King Bong or Alien Bong, and that's kind of fun. They're still pretty bad. It's kind of fun. Then, like, four, five, seven. Yeah, I, I, I watched them all. Shut up. <laughs> they what happens is like one of the one of the plans will be to open up a, a, a store, right? And then the whole movie will be weird, stupid characters coming into the store and interacting with the owner of the store. And then Evil Bong will turn up with Ginger Dead Man. They'll be like, "Hey, motherfuckers, what's going on? Hey, are you making me some money, bitch?" And I'm just like, "Okay." And then then they just keep happening like that, and it's. Man, it's just it's just people talking in like one room for an hour and it and for like four movies. And I'm like, what the fuck, man? The first three at least had a fucking story. The next four have the same story, just copy pasted. It was just such a letdown. I had high hopes for the evil bong franchise, Mr. Andy. <laughs> That is your mistake, my friend, and I'm sorry that you made that, you know, but uh, yeah, that reminds me, I don't know if you've ever seen this, so obviously that reminds me of Clerks, um, but uh, Clerks is amazing, and the Clerks cartoon, if you guys have never oh seen it. Oh my that, god, I love that it's cartoon. fucking amazing, right? And they do this bottle. Who's driving? Oh, Bear is driving. <laughs> so, oh my god, Bear is <laughs> yes. driving. This shit's amazing. So, um, I love that there's a transformer car in one of the episodes, and and when it transforms, it just kills everyone inside. <laughs> it's amazing, <laughs> and blood just pours out of it. Um, but there's a bottle oh. episode they do right because they do they do yeah. um you know sitcom sitcom gimmicks and 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 tropes and shit. And one of the the bottle episodes it all takes place in the store, right? And, and basically the whole episode is them just like hanging out and crazy shit being described as happening outside of the store, but no one can see it because the camera has to stay in the store, you know? And like, <laughs> just people just keep running in the store. Oh my God, this happened. And, and then that happened and, and there's a circus and then Leonardo, Leonardo even comes in and all, you know, it's, it's fucking great show. Really funny. I like it when they got uh, judge Reinhold to play an actual judge. Yeah. <laughs> and he has a flashback to him and Eddie Murphy throwing, uh, putting bananas up people's tailpipes and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Shit's awesome. Man, that cartoon only lasts for like five or six episodes or something crazy, but uh, I remember lines from it years after. I used to have it on VHS, and I, I me and my mate Tim, we kind of wore the fuck out of it because we just watch it all the time. Yeah, and every now and again. We'll, we'll be like, who's driving? Oh, bear's driving. How can that be? Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> that shit's awesome. There's a there's a lot of great lines in it, and and I remember thinking when that first came out, it was on network TV. It was on like NBC, you know, in the states here, and I thought, well, how can they do this without cursing? And it's really funny, and there's no cursing whatsoever. And honestly, it's one of my favorite Kevin Smith things. I love, you know, I love a lot of Kevin yeah. Smith stuff, but. You know, he, you know, you can't love everything somebody does always. And, you know, as he got, I don't know, Red State and all that stuff. It's fine. I just, I really enjoy Mallrats is my favorite. I love Clerks and I love Dogma and some of the other stuff. But, you know, Mallrats is my favorite. It will always be my favorite. But, man, that Clerks cartoon is pretty close. That's up there. Yeah, I love that cartoon as well. Man, that's, wow. What a thing to bring up. Awesome. Yeah. Who's driving? Bam. Fuck yeah. So, 
Bears can drive. Can they dance or listen to music and or? I figured I'd bring it full circle before we uh, finish it up. <laughs> I had nothing to add there. Like, but uh, I'm all listeners with this. Bear is driving. How can that be? But will Bear turn the radio on? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. You know, I mean, we can only find out by getting in the Transformer car and maybe dying. You know, that's the only way to know. <laughs> Fuck, that was funny. Now every time, like, uh, I'm a nerd and I love the Transformers, so every now and again, I'll put a random episode of that old silly cartoon on. I do that with He-Man as well. I don't know why. I do know why. Nostalgia it hits my, like, childhood sweet spot. But every time, like, I'll see Spike or someone getting get into Bumblebee or whatever, I'm just like, just just crush that little shit. <laughs> just fucking transform. Like, I wanted one of the Decepticons to pick him up, like, in the jet fighter or whatever. Or maybe what could happen is Soundwave could get Spike put him in his cassette thing and then turn into this, the stereo and then that crushes him because it turned, goes, goes smaller. He starts as like a big dude, like Soundwave's a tall guy, right? Shut up. And <laughs> <laughs> if and when he puts the, the cassette player, he shrinks. So, you know, you could just put stuff in your cassette chest and just crush them by, by shrinking. Did you ever think of that? I just thought of that now. I what a way not. to. That's not something I've considered. All right, but here is something that you don't need to consider because it's just fact. Even though he's not going to be wrestling on fucking Saturday, Saturday night. Grumble, grumble. Uh, Switchblade. This is Jay, aka the letter J. Who's driving? Oh my god, Bear is driving! How can that be? 